Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Oversharing. My name is Ruth and welcome to my podcast um, where I share every single bit of my life to you all strangers like you. I am no longer a teenager and today I'm going to be talking about finding the good and bad. And to be frankly, I actually asked ChatGPT um, to talk, to come up with a topic and to talk about um and to give me like an idea of how to make things more constructed and well described described and it came out with a topic like embracing resilience life lessons for overcoming adversity and finding hope which i find it this is too serious i i'm not a serious person i just like talk whatever i want to talk about in my brain i do not have a script i don't like writing a script for this particular reason is because like whenever I write a script, I lose the creativity. I lose what I want to say or the spontaneous idea that I have in the moment. So I just have this broad idea that I want to talk about is finding the good and the bad. And one inspiration that I had was just showering and then suddenly thought of like, oh, what have I done this year? And what is something that I find myself like repeating and be grateful for and something I I find found in common was like I search for things that are good in every every scenario like never life was never easy life was never easy and it is always challenging one quote that I have listened so far which is extremely well described about life is if life is like the heartbeat monitor, the heartbeat monitor has to pound up and goes down and, re- you know, goes up and down and fluctuates. If life does not fluctuate, if it stays in a line, you're basically like a dead person. You don't have, you don't have a heartbeat. You don't have a soul in it. So... Live is like that. Live is just like sometimes you go up and you always have a downhill. There is always something that are not as planned, not as envisioned. Something unpredictable happened and then you have to absorb that and somehow overcome that and you will go up again. That is how life is to me. And I think this realization comes with a lot of life lessons that I have to go through in life. It's like, I first question something is like, why is life like this? Why is some, why is all these things just comes without expectation? Like spontaneous um, things happen. Someone, someone was gone and someone just left my life. I felt so empty about this. I felt like I wanted someone to be there for me. I, I was thinking like, I was going to have this life and now it's gone. Like, you know, there are things that I expected to happen, never happened. So there are so much things that doesn't align with my vision. But it's okay. At the end of the day, it's okay. Because let me tell you a story, which is like when I was 14 years old, I was bullied. And for the... More detailed version, you can go up to my YouTube channel and check it out. But what I want to say is, 
I felt the most, the loneliest year of my lifetime, and I thought that year sucked. I, like, at the end of that year, I still thought, like, my year sucked because I had not a lot of friends, and I would love to be included and all that, but now that I reflected back on it and think about it again, I was like, that 14-year-old was super strong, um... I was very I'm pre- I'm very proud of the the version that I was and the good thing about it is, is without that I wouldn't realize like how important friendship means to me like I wouldn't treasure friendship as much as I would if I hadn't had that opportunity or that experience and in that I also realized that probably was the worst year in my old 14-year-old lifetime. But that year was also hashtag the most successful year of my life because I started YouTube. I find I I did YouTube like I was fascinated with, you know, creating videos and just putting it on the internet because I was inspired by creators like Smosh and other creators like Casey Neistat and I really love these creator um because it's they have funny him um humorous side and the creative side and video and vlogging all that just was mind-blowing to me and I wanted to pursue that for so long but I never had that motivation and then year of the time the the opportunity was i won a world robotic ch- olympic olympic regional um championship so i represented hong kong and competed in costa rica in uh, in 2017 for the wro world robotics olympic so technically i was an olympian but for robots um that was once in a lifetime experience and I was super lucky and blessed to have that championship and had won that you know that uh competition. The other thing was at that year of my life I also won my bas- basketball um division uh for my district which it was so unexpected because our basketball team which has only four core members and four of us is not five. You need five players to be a basketball team. And so we recruited someone from other sports team to our team. And then we had like five players, only like one extra sub, which was not even in our team. So like the champion competition championship was intense and like we were exhausted and all that we didn't expect that we could win that it was like two points that we won by two points so it was tens and i never expected that i would win something like that we would win something together as a team and these two things in the year just was probably something i'd never expected and I thought like life was going to suck. And then I got this opportunity. I got these blessings. And my year after that, 
I did not feel that much, that much um, frustrated or disappointed or sad. And so little things in life doesn't mean that I need whole another achievement in my life to become um, happy or successful or achieved in life. Now that I think about that, like, I don't think money or ranking in society or fame really leads up to the destination of happiness for me. I don't think all these three items contribute a large portion to happiness. I would say if you have no money, like at all, like if you struggle with financially, like that might put stress in life. And I wouldn't be happy if I had so much stress and I couldn't focus on working something other than that. You know, the pyramid of the basic needs of humanity, humanity is like you need a shelter, you need basic food, you need enough, just the basic, you need enough in order to achieve something that is um, or have goals or desire that are up a tier. And so I guess what I found when I was a 14-year-old is, yeah, some part of my life did suck really bad. But these, uh, the other part was knowing these people that joined me with my team, I got a strong bond with my teammates. I had great teammates to play with in robotics. And we were, I was, I was so happy in this competition. I was enjoying every moment. Like, yeah, school did sucked, but after school, I have all these extracurricular activities where I could be part of and I enjoyed and people love that I am surrounded with people that we have the same common interests and we, you know, we, we support each other. And so it was something that is good for me. That was, I, that I looked forward after school and my life would definitely be five times or like 10 times worse if I didn't have the that opportunity, those people around me or those team that I had joined. And I think I never expected that I would be uh, having a little talent in these kind of areas. I wouldn't say I'm like the best in these areas. I still feel like I had so much to learn about and I got so much help from my coach or like, you know, um, people that train me, like they they should get the biggest props and the the applause applause applause. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I th- I think my English is getting worse, but anyhow, like having all these support in life is just unexpected, and so with this is like when I was like um. You know, breakups. Let's talk about breakups again. I know it's a redundant thing to say, but you kind of have to know why why it's good. Because I think a lot of times we just focus on so much bad things in life. I love perfection. I love being the most perfect person, the best in everything. I no longer hold that kind of value to me anymore. First off, it gives me stress. Second of all, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I am not that version anymore. Maybe when I was like 12, 13, 14 year old, 
I was pretty good in academics. I was like getting all the lot of A plus A's and all that, you know, kind of like that kind of. Uh, I'm not the top top tier, but at least I'm on the top twenty percent or fifteen percent. So, actually fifteen percent. So, I at least I have a good grade in my resume and um on my transcript. I knew that I was, I was gonna be like this top students. I always want to be the best in my subjects, but you know what? The reality humbled me. The reality was I was surrounded be by with people that are also really good. Cause from middle school to high school is kind of like you apply for a better high school. So I got in, and people surrounding me are also smart people. They aren't dumb, and I was assigned to a class where. They're the top fifteen percent or ten percent in the grade. So technically, I was not as smart as them. Academically, academically, let's focus on that because I felt like the word "smart" has so much definition on it. You can be book smart, or you could be life smart. Like this is two different things. Like because some people are good at. Books or academic, but they're not good in life. They are not smart in life. So, yeah, intelligence. But let's say they're intelligent people. I think. Yeah, and then I thought that I was like, shit at it. You know, I I started to notice that I wasn't perfect. That I can, not every time beat these people. Even though I do know I have talents in some sort of ways, but it it's not everything. So I just accepted that if I want to be able to continue a life that is less stressful and more enjoyable, I have to give myself the space of not always being the perfect person or not always being the top students. I can be on the top, but not every single time. And if that happened, that happens, and accept that. That's that's how I go through. My university, because like university wise, I was like, yeah, I wanted this school. I entered engineering, and I didn't know that engineering was that competitive. Because back in Hong Kong, engineering wasn't something that was emphasized enough. People weren't looking up to this subject. It was pretty much people that does not have the grade, or I don't know, like they don't emphasize so much, so that. Left a lot of people that entered engineering doesn't doesn't necessarily have the goal of being an engineer or have the vision of being an engineer. They just went into this subject because they have enough score to have this. Because like in in our system in Hong Kong system is more like you got one chance to get into this public exam. You prepare this exam for three years in your lifetime from sixteen to eighteen years old, um, and then. You go on this one-time public exam for like six to eight subjects or nine subjects, depending how much subjects you want to have, and then you do that one-time exam. That grade would determine your overall, like get your overall marks, scores, grades together, the average of it. Not actually, we don't use average. The total score of it, and then apply to those university. And we don't have a lot of interviews. We do have some interviews, but it's not the de- de- determination kind of factor into it. The most, the, the largest factor of it all is your grade, and so 
that's what's up with that. But anyhow, it's well, I went sideways with that. The point is, I went to university, thought that oh, I'm just gonna you know crush all these courses. It's not that hard, and like it's it's pretty easy to just get you know A plus whatever. Like I thought it was like that, but it's not. Like it's a lot of hard work and a lot of understanding and you know un- understanding and revising or practicing to perfect something. And so, I find myself in a situation where I just simply can't execute that every single time. It's exhausting for me. It's stressing for me. Uh, gives me too much anxiety. And so, I gave myself another goal: is I'm gonna achieve something every single time, a tiny bit, improve maybe a percent, another percent, three percent, instead of. Let's jump ten percent or fifteen percent. That is too far ahead for me, out of my reach, out of my ability. So, how do you find good in the bad? Maybe your grades failed. Maybe you really just failed that one subject, and you felt like your world crumbled. To be fair, I never actually failed any of my tests before I was sixteen years old. My life was just like I never, I would never fail an exam or test ever. Still, does till this day, I don't think I've failed an exam. Um, but uh, I definitely had failed. Um, like the overall exam mark, I don't know how to calculate the university ones, but in high school, at least I know that I have not failed any of my exams. Um, but test for sure, and. The first time I failed my test, I literally cried because I was like, I never experienced this in my lifetime. I was like, this is so bad. Like I had so much expectation in myself, and now that I'm like failing, actually failing, the first time I failed, I felt like I was a total trash. Like I was like, how the hell you do this? Meanwhile, other students, perhaps like only like three, four students failed, and you're one of them, and I was one of them, and then the other twenty six were fine, and I was like, how am I the one that's that was failing this course or this test? It wasn't that hard, and I looked more into it. I was like, I knew all of this. I just wrote this the wrong thing, or miscalculated something, or did something. Stupid in the test, and so I might be blaming myself at that moment. Be like, "You're, you suck, you freaking suck." But then, the good thing is, I learned how to reflect, and I learned how to like actually find ways to help myself to improve on something. You might have seen somebody like very. Very common in Hong Kong is like getting tutors、um, after school for preparing this three-year, you know, life-changing public exam. I would be completely honest with you, I have not gone to any of those tutorials. Pay to tutors. I've never paid any tutors to do that. My mom got my brother to help me with physics, so I don't think that counts because it was my brother. But if you 
really count it if you know if my brother helps me is is a is a tutoring maybe yeah yeah sure I've like one but other than that I don't have any tutors or I have never paid anyone outside of my school to help me with this public exam so I you could say I'm stubborn and probably I can get way better grace than what I had right now if I had gone to you know all these lectures all these tutorials all these other resources tips from really good um learning centers and tutors but I didn't want to because I was stubborn and I'm still very I'm very much a stubborn person on this um I like to prove myself that I could do this without a lot of help I want to do this with my ability and yes that's that's who I am like I need help I don't want to go to a tutor center and be like yeah and this I like to figure things out I like to experiment things trial and error and then get to the point it would take a while to be fair this might not help you this is probably not the best way to learn or to solve a problem because it's it's very redundant like someone else can solve the problem for you or you can just put in chat gpt of course now you have chat gpt is way easier but i didn't have that so i have to ask people or i had to google it i had to do some self reading and self learning because i love self learning and that is why like going to a tutor or something wasn't something i would like to do um but yeah so let me tell you another story which is my grades for my public exam well till this day i really don't know i still do not know why i got into my university right now with my grades i can't use a benchmark of what foreigners uh, i mean what people in sat or ap classes use because you guys have grades like a b c d e f but i could just straightforward like go straightforward what's straightforward i just directly tell you guys like i am not an a plus student an a student or an a minus student i'm not on the a tier grade i'm more like a b plus student so yeah I'm on the edge of it. I'm not like the best of it, but I'm not too bad, but I'm not that good. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the grade that I had. So, technically, I'm not really good, and so I still do not know why I got in. But I I was blessed, let's say that I'm blessed to be a part of this. And so the grade when i was when i got the grade i was like shit what would what would this university that i applied to would say to me cuz i only got an offer let like offer letter a conditional letter but it's not the final decision it's not an unconditional letter so considering that they could possibly just remove me out of the queue and put someone else better to the to the to the list to the school. And so I was so worried about it. I was like, I don't know if I can make it. I didn't know if they would accept me because of this 
because I had one subject that I was like, I'm gonna get a five star out of it. My predicted grade was like a five star, and you know what? At the end of the day, I got a three, which is the worst. Like I was like, my world just kind of crumbled because I thought with this subject, in particular, this another subject, physics and math, you know, and English, they're they're the core factors that could let me get into engineering. And then this subject, I got like a three, and I was like, shit. This is gonna suck so bad. Like, what am I gonna do with my life? I didn't plan out everything in my life. I didn't have a backup plan other than this school, and I don't want to go to community college because it was easier, or I didn't want to stay in Hong Kong because I kind of want to study abroad and I want to get a chance to study engineering, and I don't want to go to UK even though I had offers from them, but I don't want to go there. I want to be able to. Study in the school that I'm studying in, which is UBC right now. And so, like, I was like, shit. But God blessed in a way. Also, it's just like miraculously, I got in, and they were like, that doesn't even bother us to look at your grade on that particular subject. They were like, you're good enough. So I was in, and. That burden just took away from me, and I felt so safe afterwards. We never know what's gonna come next. We never know what is planned ahead of us. And there are days where you were like, like, like I was. I was super stressed. I was so terrified. I didn't know if I could actually get into this university because of my grade. And I was like, this one subject is gonna screw up my whole life. And I, I was. I was like telling myself, like you gonna do it. It's okay, whatever. But another side of myself was like, you freaking suck. Like, how the hell do you mess up your exam? That one time that exam, you messed it up. And how do you mess it up? Because I had so much expectation towards myself of like, I'm gonna nail this. I'm gonna get a five star, which is like your A A to A plus kind of range. I'm gonna that go. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna nail that. And it's something I'm confident about, but then you know, exams really comes down to the condition of you in that day and how much you recall of your memory, how how well you can perform at that scenario. And probably I sucked that day. And so, the good is, the good is probably I got blessed. The good is probably like. I realized maybe I should humble myself a little bit. Maybe I should sometimes lower my ego and really look at what I can do and what I can't do. Know my limits instead of always be like,、mm, "Yeah, I'm gonna ace that, whatever." It is hard to always find good in the bad, and sometimes you're like, "I'm so frustrated. Like, there's, there's no." Ending to this. When I'm gonna feel better about this? When shit happens? When am I gonna heal? Oh my god! Like I hate thinking about how will healing end. I feel like healing never ends. When someone hurt you so deeply, it takes you time. It takes you effort. It takes you a lot of energy to pull yourself back up. And to become a better version of yourself.
It is hard. It's time-consuming and a lot of work, but it's worth it. And it is worth it to go through the pain, because without pain, you won't grow, and without pain, you won't realize. And so I think the bad is like let's say it's not bad anymore. Let's just say a challenge in your life. Switch a little bit of perspective about that. Another live lesson that sucked, right? It sucked. You feel like it was the end of the world for you. But then, what is the good part about it? It might not appear right now, but long term wise, maybe a year or two year later, two years later, you reflect back on it, and now you look back to. Potentially the bad things that happened in your life, and you're like, yeah, that happened for a reason. At least I don't. Maybe I never know the reason, but that happened. And look where I am right now. If you're in a better place, congratulations. If you're still healing and you're still struggling with、um, the challenge and you're still dealing with all the shit right now, like I would tell you, I hope you were doing well. Because it's hard, but it's not impossible. And sometimes it takes tears, a little bit of, you know, struggle, so much pain, in order to look back and see the life that you're living is good enough. I would stop craving for perfection because. I feel like at the end of the day, none of that matters. None of that really transfer to anything else. If I wanted to live live a life that is happy, and that is enough, I just need things that are enough. I don't need much, and that's all. I hope you guys find this episode good for you. Honestly, might have sided. Like went a little bit sideways with this topic, but yeah, I really hope that you love this episode and encourages you to do something.、Um, maybe you're really struggling right now. I really hope that you're doing okay. You don't need to be good. You can feel like yeah, today is shit. Like whatever, it's it's just shit, you know. But tomorrow, wake up and find things that you're grateful for. Do that for a week or two, and then I promise you, you will feel a lot more better day by day. It doesn't look like it would be good tomorrow.、It、doesn't look like it would. The cloud would just fade away, and life is gonna be like, yeah, it's hella good. It never would feel like that. It doesn't feel like that. It takes really long time, maybe three months, nine months. Year, five years, ten years to realize that, because you just have to look back and say, "Yes, how how far I've came from," and then now I realize that's something that's good, even though I didn't know it was good. All right, yeah, I know that podcast is kind of just like, yeah, like so cheesy and all that, but that's just what I want to say. Like, yeah, and genuinely. I bless you all, and have a good day. Bye.